symbol. But yeah, shrinking is so good, dude. You're exactly right about that. It's it is so good. Bill Lawrence, yeah, go. you, you feel Bill Lawrence's writing through that show. And also Jason Siegel is just phenomenal. Yes. I think I need to turn me up. Turn me up. Turn me, turn me up. up. All right. Noise, noise. Yep, yep. Cool. But yeah, that, what is it, Shrinking? Is that what it's Shrinking, called? yeah. It's a fantastic show. Except we need to talk about Severance at some point. We do. Yeah. Fuck I don't even care if this is a sitcom pod. We can do an episode about a thriller. <laughs> my buddy asked me, he was like, do you guys just talk about shows with laugh tracks? I told him about, I told him I was doing my, I had to leave a little early because I was doing my podcast today. And he, I was like, no. I mean, we kind of talk about like Ted Lasso and um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So they don't really have laugh tracks. So the original meaning of the name is this show was supposed to be very specifically about the era of sitcoms post the laugh track. It was it was yeah. all about like Scrubs oh, and I later see. where sitcoms did away with the laugh track in the studio audience and you started doing more multi-camera sitcom work. So like Scrubs, Parks, Office, New Girl, like it was all centered around it was those after- specifically. After no, the laugh track. track, yeah, fuck. That was the original purpose of this show, and but, then I mean, it, we have it brought shows. into sitcom fandom eventually. But the original idea was very specifically about this era of sitcoms. Yeah, because how I met your mother is that... a rule breaker for me on that regard. Because yeah, got a laugh track. What but, a, it, but it's also written has... like a modern comedy, in spite of has like it. It doesn't have it's the Cheers and Frasier feeling it's still multicam and it's storyline wise it's actually one of the more advanced sitcoms so like, yeah. that's why i was like it breaks the rules but it's fine yeah i didn't even think of that same with even... psych where it's technically a detective procedural but it's right. hilarious so fuck you hilarious and i do what i want i do what i want i toot it nice dude that was, I, very I mean, little... <laughs> that was a very little toot it was like the law and order double clap Toot toot. <laughs> a law order SVU fart. Spoof <laughs> fart. SV toot. SV toot. Law and farter. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, cool. Another cool. <laughs> another one for the out- yep. outtakes. Yeah, good stuff. Or it might just wind up coming right before I do the following. This is the first instance of malfeasance by the commissioner of what we're seeing at some point some chinese food's gonna pull up and we're gonna pause the recording and eat josh groban he's eating his own sushi that's the most baller thing i've ever seen and like everyone doesn't look good naked all the time I love this cornbread so much, I want to take it behind a middle school and get it pregnant. Cool beans, man. I live by the quarry. We should hang out by the quarry and throw things down there. What you doing? Hey, girl. Where you going? Come on, our cats were just about to have sex. Ooh, shaking his fanny at us. <laughs> Meow. Mother, may I? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to After the Laugh Track. Sitting here with Eric. Yo. Or 
ELA, as we had dubbed you last episode. Yep. And then you're, uh, what, DKW? DK yeah, you just go with the dub. You don't even have yeah. the W. Just dub. Yeah, of course, Good I'm door. Derek. We're doing the thing, man. Yeah. Mike Sure, part three. Sure thing. Sure thing. As we cut it up about the 9 9. 9 9? 9 9. Brooklyn 9 9, baby. This show is one of those ones that I actually got into right when it started. I literally watched the pilot like two days after it came out and then nice. set it to my DVR for those first couple years where we were still in the DVR space before streaming. Okay. And uh, I've been on the I've been on the ride since the beginning. I, it was more a com- it was a combination of it being a Mike Sure joint and being a Terry Crews fan. That was oh, actually yeah. the other piece of the puzzle that I was like, I gotta watch that show. Terry Crews <clears throat> doing a TV show. I'm in. What hooked me in was Andy Samberg. Um, I respect that. And I, I didn't get into it until it was maybe season six. But at the time, I watched like three seasons, and then I kind of took a really long break and just came back to it a couple months ago. But I started it from the beginning again, and it just it's just so good. The entirety it, of it. It is absolutely great stuff because it, it I made it made it I made it one of Amanda's favorite shows now. Nice. Hell yeah. yeah. It's yeah. that Parks and Rack in the office. It's a great trio. It's all sure shows. All, yeah, the, all sure things. All sure things. Hell yeah. She man. watched a uh, good thing with with uh with me, but she kind of missed a few episodes, so I had to like she was interested in it, though. Nice. Yeah, Good Place is great, and I'm looking forward to ca- talking about that next with you yep. as we round out our Mike Schur tribute. Our Schurverse. Our Schurverse. Yeah, Schurverse ice cream. Schur- Ooh. <laughs> that still sounds tasty to me. Yeah, Schurverse. Yeah, Schurverse. I would eat it. Every It's actually frozen yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> that's the twist. Yeah, yeah. I, that's still one of my favorite lines that uh, Ted Danson says in that show. It's like, why frozen yogurt? He's like... It's just such a human thing to do to take something that tastes really good and just make it a little bit worse so you can have more of it. <laughs> so Great good. line. Yeah. Great line. But Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you know, it's, I was uh, like, I liked Hot Rod a lot. But oh my other God, than that, it's I one of my favorite movies. But other than that, I wasn't a huge Sandberg guy until this show. This Did was you the show that like him in me- SNL? I liked him enough on SNL, but I yeah. I was already out on watching SNL regularly by that point. So I was catching like, true. like this, YouTube the sketches that go the, the sketches yeah. that go big on YouTube or get shared on social media over the years. This is kind of yeah. my level of engagement with SNL typically. Right, right, same. At that point, but, yeah, yeah. But this show really broke through for me. the the first, the The pilot felt a little corny, but that's sitcom pilots for you. I mean, but I remember by like the third episode, I was like, "No, this show's gold already. Perfect. I'm all in. It's wonderful." Yeah, the slump that was number three. So you watched, you watched what pilot, the tagger, and slump, and yeah. then by slump, the slump is the slump was it for me because it, it's so yeah. funny because he's just like he and Captain Holt have such. A unique chemistry. Oh, it's great compared to other shows and their respective characters. Yeah, it's this weird, begrudging weird. mentee who's being dragged along for a while. It's like but a weird father son thing. Yeah, I, I love the way their relationship evolves. It's great. Uh, but at this beginning here, the beginning of the series, we meet Captain Holt, who is a. Uh, we find out a gay police captain. Yep. Um, and. 
that that uh, that first scene's even really funny where Gina's like, I'm, I'm getting kind of a gay vibe. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? And then, then they yeah. go in his office and there's like a rainbow flag and a picture of him and his husband. And like who the guy I can't I don't know the actress name off the top of my head, but the guy who plays Kevin. Fantastic. He's also yeah. he's also the lawyer in Parks and Rec. Yeah, he's uh he's in three of the four sure shows. Oh, right. Yeah, he's in uh, Good Place. He's too. one of the demons in the Good Place. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's hilarious. He's he, not in the office at all, is he? He's not. Huh. Just those three. Sad so but true. Parks was second, so he must have like dazzled in Parks. I mean, obviously, I love that he was the lawyer. He did yeah. such a good job. Yeah, very funny character there. Um, so season one is it's a sitcom about police officers in the 99th precinct. You got characters like Rosa Diaz, who's your tough badass cop, Amy Santiago, who's the super nerdy type A, hyper organized, wants to be a police chief eventually cop. Uh, You've got Charles Boyle, clumsy, but uh, there for anybody, would do anything for anybody. Uh, The the very, how does Terry describe him in that premiere? I don't remember. I'll plug in that clip here. Tell me about Peralta. Jacob Peralta is my best detective. He likes putting away bad guys and he loves solving puzzles. The only puzzle he hasn't solved is how to grow up. But it's You a, never do. I never do. I say yeah. that. To, I, yeah. so, I sometimes. Well, I've recently figured out how to clip it again. <laughs> I've got new... The, the thing I was using before shut down and stopped letting me download stuff. So I had to figure out a new way. Now I've got a new way. <gasps> Sorry, I just saw a picture on IMDb that... So, side tangent. We were talking about The Last of Us TV show for a second. And by the way, those of you who are listening, if anybody... (laughs) And if you have seen The Last of Us, you know what I'm talking about. It's a fantastic show so far. But the girl who plays Joel's daughter, his actual daughter in the first episode, that is... um, uh, Shit, why can't I think of her name now? Tandy Newton's daughter interesting yeah okay yeah i don't nice. i just saw a little picture on the side and i decided to i was trying to find the guy who played kevin what his name was it was a fucking bugging me bugging yeah bugging me yeah anyway brooklyn 99 brooklyn 99 um then you got terry cruz the sergeant who's jacked but he's also just a family man the terry, terry bear. jeffords i'm sorry yeah terry cruz playing terry jeffords <laughs> terry playing terry terry playing terry uh, he's a family man. He's the guy that everybody turns to. He's kind of the bullpen leader. Um, kind of, he's the cool uncle. Well, not even the cool uncle. He's the nerdy uncle. Yeah. The lovable, adorable, nerdy, but utterly jacked uncle. Terry loves love. Terry loves love. Terry hates ledges. He does. I think that's, that's, that's actually my favorite Terry loves or Terry hates of all of them is Terry hates ledges. And then someone else refers to that later. And they're like, how did you know? Everybody knows Terry hates ledges. One of my favorites is, uh, oh, what was it? I can't remember who, what, I think it was Rosa. She said, uh, this isn't Cagney and Lacey calling each other poopy heads. And he goes, <gasps> and as she leaves, he goes, Terry hates bathroom talk. <laughs> Terry hates bathroom talk. Yeah. <laughs> Poopy heads is to time out off the fluffy chair or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Terry hates bathroom talk. Terry hates bathroom talk. Yeah, uh, Terry loves responsible agricultural practices. <laughs> That's an iconic one. Uh, Terry's the best. 
I love Terry. Yeah. We should do an episode down the road of just weird top tens that we compile and we don't even tell each other the weird top tens. Like just so the- I'll come in with an episode of like my, my top ten things Terry loves, and you'll come in with like your top ten ways that Barney has used the phrase legendary. Yeah, and then yeah. I, and we'll just like volley back and forth with weird top ten lists. Oh wait. We should oh and then you, you or you don't tell each other what the top tens are and they have to guess what the top ten is about by randomly. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe That's fun. maybe not a top ten because that might be too easy. But you give them a list of ten give each other a list of ten things and we have to like guess what the top ten is related to. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like mm. it. I'm into it. Yeah. There there's fun to be had here. There is. Yeah. Fun times. Fun times. Good fun. <laughs> <laughs> he said it uh, he said it uh anyway and then you got the main then you've got jake peralta played by andy samberg the genius who never grew up he loves solving puzzles and he hates responsibility i just love how jake his character like evolves through the entirety of the season or the series he's one of the best growth arches i've ever seen a character go through on television yeah and it like it all i think it all stems from what was it season 2 where they do the um where he gets the record for uh that training and you meet um Teddy for the first time um Teddy is yeah season 2 cuz yeah so it was Jake confesses his feelings to Amy at the end of season 1 and then when he comes back at the beginning of season two, she's dating somebody. Right, because then he at the end of season one he goes into um, uh, witness. Pro- no, he he goes undercover. Right. Yeah. No. So no. He yeah. He goes undercover with the mob. Because then you get the famous scene at the beginning of season two of I've been waiting for one of you old men to kiss me for months, and then they oh, all yeah. kiss him. And then he says something about the but the meatballs were a little dry, and that's the code word, and everyone storms everyone in. Storms in, yeah. Uh, you also get an outstanding cameo <clears throat> by uh, what's her name? Why am I blanking on one of my favorite actresses' names right now? That who plays uh, uh, Mona Lisa? Oh, um, Jenny, Jenny Slate. Slate. Yeah, so Jenny Slate's in that first episode of season two as one of the Jenny mob Slate. boss's girlfriends. Oh yeah, she like they holds she there. holds him by gunpoint. Yeah. he's clicking the lock button and unlock button repeatedly. So Charles is trying to get out of the car and successfully. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Jenny Slate in anything she does is just she if it's comedic. I mean, even in non comedic roles, uh, there was a movie that she did called um, Venom. Was she in Venom? Yeah, she's like a scientist in Venom. Oh, Jesus, no. It's actually like my least favorite work of hers, but it's not her fault. That movie's just bad. There is a movie where she's, it's very short. It's like a hundred and, it's like an hour and 10 minutes or something, but it's, it's where she's pregnant and, oh my God, it's going to bug me now. But she does a really good job in that movie. It's very emotional, um, but also like obvious child, Um, but it's very, very, very funny. Um, I just think she has a lot of range and and not necessarily taken serious. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, like her range of funny is why too. Like she's not just funny. Like some people, Seth Rogen is funny because he does the Seth Rogen thing. You know what I mean? And that's great. Like I'm not knocking Seth Rogen. I I fucking love Seth Rogen movies. I'll keep watching them. Yeah. But he's not funny in a diverse way. He's funny in the Seth Rogen stoner way. <laughs> uh, whereas like yeah. Jenny Slate, I feel like, is can be is more commonly played up as like the utterly absurdist 
ridiculous person like a Mona Lisa, but she's also got like a dry sarcasm. She does well in other projects. She can be a smart funny. She can be dumb funny. It all works. Yeah. I'm, I was just looking up her IMDb and then there's this movie that she's in called I Want You Back. I think it came out last year, but it's with her and Charlie Day. Okay. I'll it, watch that. It's it's uh, on Prime Video, but... Um, so I'll, re- I'll just read the synopsis. Newly dumped 30-somethings Peter and Emma team up to sabotage their exes, new relationships, and win them back for good. I bet you can guess what happens at the end. What, what? What, what? I don't want to spoil it, but no, you should I, I would it. have guesses about that, but yeah, we'll leave that open-ended to the people. It's also got Scott Eastwood, Clint Eastwood's son. Oh, yeah, that dude's boring, though. He plays Sorry, the perfect bro. boring role, yeah. Oh, well, that's fine. I mean, good. That's, that's good use of him, then. But yeah, yeah, I find him very boring as an actor. Yeah, but that I actually really like. But that's the thing, though, with Jenny Slate, it's a movie that is a romantic comedy. But she's such she's so good at comedy, and she's so diverse and versatile that it's just a fantastic movie. It doesn't have nice. to be like Oscar worthy or anything. It's just huh. fun, good to watch. Hell yeah! Same Love with that. Charlie Day. I think he's underrated. Underrated too. I think so as well. Um, He's really good at being loud, funny, but like he's also pretty good at being like this weird wholesome thing that you kind of cheer yeah. for. Like it works yep. for me. I'm in. That's why I think that movie's perfect. Nice. Yeah. Good to know. Anyway, but the Brooklyn Nine Nine. We keep so tangent. Tangenting. We are tangential all over the place. Yeah. So season one, there's one thing I want to highlight about season one. Okay, hit me. I am so happy they did away with the Charles Boyle pining over Rosa thing by the end of season I one. I agree. It's very like, it didn't feel that bad when I was watching it week by week. But now when I've, whenever I rewatch this show, yeah. it sticks out like a sore thumb as like him displaying very incelish behavior. <laughs> and like, it just, if, cause it feels so out of pocket for him as a person too. Cause he feels like the type of guy that would get rejected by a woman and be like, okay, cool, let's be friends now and like not be a dick about it. Yeah. And with her, it was like constant and it was really uncomfortable. And so I was very happy just, they did away with that. It's so weird because like she doesn't even come, like maybe there was something about the the rejection and her still, there, there might have been something she was doing that was still like, Without us seeing, obviously, to like egg him on. Sure, but, but it it feels out of pocket for the other things we learn about him as the character as time goes on. Yeah, I and then I love I love what their friendship becomes where he start he's calling her Roro and giving her intimate advice because she's yeah. not good at intimate moments. One of my favorite uh, Rosa and um, Charles moments is they are. Uh, it was the it was the episode where. Um, my brain is not working. Charles is naked on a stakeout cam. Is that what you're no. talking about? That's yes. Okay. Spill soup on himself. So he's inside. No, the, no, no, no. Rosa chased the guy to the bathroom. I so literally the- just watched that one. But yeah, it wasn't that one. It was the one where Jake and Amy um, are going into the restaurant and play like a married couple. This is before oh, they're dating. Yeah. The first time they kiss. Yep. Yep. And then um, they, Rosa and Charles are in the van and he's trying to get her to go to go to this surprise party. And he's like, I do know you. And she's like, you don't know me, blah, blah, blah. And by the end, he like walks her in and it's uh, Marcus, just Marcus. And she was like, you did the whole bar out. Yep. And he go and Marcus goes, who's played by Nick Cannon. He goes, actually, it was actually Charles idea. And she hugs him and says, thank you. And then he goes, you're welcome, Roro. And she's like, don't call me Roro again. He's like, I "I earned earned this. this. Yeah. But I Roro. See you later, Roro. Yep. But that's, that's like the perfect Charles 
and uh, Rosa moment, I think. Yeah, that's great. It's great stuff. Once they get past him hitting on her uncomfortably, their friendship becomes awesome. Yeah. But yeah, season one, there's a lot of Charles pining over Rosa, and then it ends with Charles sleeping with with Gina and the twist, which was such a funny twist in that moment. They wake up. Ah! Yeah, that, that whole Charles and Gina thing was weird but hey everybody meet funny. my sister she used to be my lover yeah and she's in she's in she's the like, I hate family when you put those things in that order charles yeah. yeah gina's one of my favorite characters too she's great there gina so gina's actually a very uh divisive topic amongst brooklyn 99 fans that think really? i've discovered there's plenty of 99 fans that love gina i am amongst them as well and there's a lot of 99 fans that hate gina really that think she's a bully thinks she's mean she comes, she's she, she's kind of of a different time in television. So you mean like the television. Karens, the uptight people, don't like Gina? The unfun people? I mean, one could argue that. I, <laughs> there's there's some validity to the points that she's a bit of a bully, but like she also loves the shit out of all those nerds and shows it she over does. and over yeah. again. But like she's like she's like everybody's she busts chops. older sister. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your sister's going to bust your balls, but at the, but at the if end anybody of the day, else she's got your back. Yeah, if anybody yeah. else does it, she'll fuck them up. Exactly, but we've we've been on season one for a while, so let, let's each pit, let's talk about a couple season one highlights, and then we can keep advancing here. Um, um, Halloween is definitely going to be my favorite. Yeah, the the first heist, first Halloween heist, the yeah. fir- begins the long running tradition on the show. Their ho- their uh, holiday episodes across this whole season are really good. Uh, heist is is up there for me. Slump I mentioned is up there for me. Ooh, full boil. Full boils and full boil might be actually my favorite because that shit's so funny. Yeah. Ooh, and the Ebony Falcon. You got Jake trying to box, Jake and the Sarge boxing for a minute. Some funny, uh, they're trying to infiltrate the gym. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the party, uh, the apartment. Oh, the apartment's actually kind of... I don't think it's up there with like my favorites, but I really liked that episode, the one where Jake finds out that he ha- is getting kicked out of his apartment. First real growth moment that he has, out, not related to Captain Holt. The early, yeah. the early Jake growth is all like Captain Holt gets him to wear a tie. Captain Holt makes him realize the importance of the tie because it's all part of a uniform that a team wears. Yeah. And all that stuff is cool. And you see like the first little gears turning of the Jake Peralta growth. Yeah. But the apartment's great because Gina of all people is the one who has her shit together. Yeah. And he realizes how far behind he is as a grown ass adult yep. in terms of taking managing his own finances and doing those things. So he gets the starter apartment and she buys the place. Yep, the one that his it was his grandma's apartment, I think. Grandma or aunt or something yeah. someone close to him. Uh, and then you get Tactical Village, which is another great one. That that was very funny. That's yeah. the one where you meet Teddy for the first time. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Actually, that might be. Oh man, that's up there too because he goes upsy downsies. <laughs> he goes upsy downsies. Great, yeah, great pull. Yeah. Um, I make I use several of Teddy's Pilsner jokes at work. Do you? Because I we're a brewery that has a popular pilsner. Oh, so yeah, our euchre pilsner at Arbor what, Brewing Company. What did he say? I'm, I'll, I'll, be, I'll hand beers off. And be like, yeah, I'm a real pils nerd. Oh, he says like I got the something for the pills. the thrills for the, the pills. thrills for the pills. Yeah, That's no, I use that one too. I use the thrills for the pills and pils nerd quite a bit. Oh. That's perfect. I can't use any of those at my job. 
No, that's true. That would be weirder yeah. for you at your job be. than it is for me. It would be weird. People would think you have a drinking problem at your job. Like, why is he talking about beer at 10 a.m.? What least, is going on? At least I'm not... At least I'm not a pharmacist and say that. That's true. Then we be getting a weird spot. I got spots. the thrills for the pills, baby. <laughs> You're like a pill addict. That's a pharmacist. Oh, boy. <laughs> so amongst other plot threads, we eventually get Charles engaged and then separated before he gets married to a much older woman. Yep. We get Charles get shot in the ass, uh, saving Rosa. Um, and this is actually where that ends. His like buttholes. This, like, this is basically the, the last Charles and Rosa moment. And this is actually one that was okay. Yeah, Charles' reference to his buttholes is outstanding. <laughs> Charles one of those characters that's uh, a lot like um, fucking what, Tobias Funke from Arrested oh, Development. Fuck. Where I he accidentally sells, Where he accidentally says really inappropriate stuff and yeah. doesn't hear the dirty side of it. Yeah, Charles or, does that all the time. Or uh, Rajesh Kuthapali from Big Bang Theory. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. But that's actually that's actually a tangential game I want to play in an episode of this show eventually, is pick who said the quote. Ooh, kind of like the game that they play in Big Bang Theory, <laughs> Emily or Cinnamon. <laughs> where they, he has I to don't figure remember out. that one. There, so he, he, Raj is like super in love with his dog. Like his dog is like his baby. And he's also, he's dating this girl named Emily. And... Howard plays this game called uh, Emily or Cinnamon, where he quotes something that Raj says, and they have to guess whether he said it to the dog or his girlfriend. Nice. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. That's good. But yeah, that type of game with, because there's a lot of character, uh, there's a lot of like characters you could do this with, where it's like one of t- these two people said the following quote. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, that but could But it would like- be hard to, you'd have to find quotes that don't give the show away yeah but th- there's gonna be a fair amount out there yeah um yeah like th- that's a good cap um but the se- season one great through line jake eventually begins the season finale with saying i'm so so and i just got fired from the nypd and we all go what what, what? and yeah. then they do the two days earlier thing and we find out that he's going undercover yep into season two he so he goes undercover he uh, he tells Amy that he has feelings for her before he goes. Before he goes, yeah. So, can we talk about Jake and Amy for a second before we move into season well, fucking two? Of course, dude. Um, where amongst the pantheon of elite television couples do you have these two? Because they're extremely high for me. Oh, fuck. The, the uh, question I mean, isn't. A, I have to separate this into two categories. By the way, yeah. There's the couple. I basically separate it into. The Lillian Marshall type couple, the couple that's been there since the beginning of the show, yeah. Because like you got those with like Turk and Carla and Scrubs, Lillian Marshall and How I Met Your Mother. There, there's always a couple that's been together predating the show, right? And then there's the couple that meet and eventually fall in love through the series. I'm more talking about that category, obviously. Like here Le- with Jake Leslie and, Amy. and Ben, Leslie and Ben, Jake and Amy, uh, uh, Nick and Jess, um, yeah. Uh, the big will they won't they couple of each show essentially schmidt and cc schmidt and cc <sighs> probably one of my favorites dude there's so um good. the question isn't if they're high on the list the question is which one's better leslie and ben or jake and amy it's really tough because or oh my god i didn't even think of this but the our next sure episode um, Eleanor and Chidi. Yeah, that's a great also one too. Also fucking good. Um, 
man, Mike sure really knows how to do romance, doesn't he? Dude? Sure does, man. Sure does. Um, and it's, um, it's so, because all as part of it is because these are when we talk about these, they're all couples that are great because they're modern in regards of the way that the male treats the woman. There's no there's no misogyny wrapped up in the relationships. There's nothing yeah. unhealthy wrapped in there. These are men who support their partners as partners. Not Unless you're like, Michael Scott. Not as walking wombs. Unless you're Michael Scott. Yeah, well, you know, that's a different story. Michael, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I think I have to place Jake and Amy. So it, out of ten, if uh, if Leslie and Ben are a ten, Jake and Amy is like a nine point nine. Okay, that's fair. Because I I absolutely love like just how how much Amy changes Jake, um, and how much Jake changes Amy too. Like because. They they really do change each other. She she makes him more kind of grow up, and she kind of or he pulls. She makes him grow up, and he kind of pulls her tightness away from her. So she's no not as uptight and stressed and you know that kind of person. If you've ever listened to this podcast before, you've likely heard me mention one of the greatest sitcom quotes of all time from Modern Family, which is when Cam describes that you'd think the. Dreamers would meet other dreamers and the realists would meet other realists, but often they find each other because without the dreamers, the realists would never get off the ground and yeah. vice versa. And like, I, I find these types of relationships beautiful because exactly. there's, and it's, there's so much com- yin and yang and completion of one another. Exactly. So uh, honestly, I I think that I think I'm going to put them all in the sure verse relationships are all up there for me that's fair with the exception of it's gonna be controversial but with the exception do you know what i'm gonna say you're gonna say jim and pam yes of course you are fucking big jim and pam hater over here i'm not a jim and pam hater i just feel like they i don't know i don't know there's just something about that relationship that i'm just like you didn't i feel like that show was just so much centered on michael and Jim and Pam kind of not took a back seat, but if the show wasn't just about them, like I feel like um, for the most part, Parks and Rec focused more on Ben and Leslie when they became a couple. Like it was kind of one of the main themes. Sure. Um, you kind of had that split in the office. So I, I just feel like if they worked more at it and you saw more of them outside of work. Yeah. Parks and Rec spends a lot more time outside of the work environment than the exactly. office does. The office yeah. stays pretty tightly confined into Dunder Mifflin, minus special occasions and things. Right. So, like, Jim and Pam date in secret and then, like, keep private about their relationship, which is a very in character for those two things to, to those two people to do. Right. But uh, it's, it's, you get, it's like, an interesting little, comparison. You get little tidbits and they're doing, like, the little. Um, what are they called when the, they're just talking to the camera? Confessionals. Yeah, conf- there you go. So you get these little confessionals where they're like, "Oh, we did this at home the other night," or "We do this," and he's like, "No, I'm gonna shower," but whatever. But you get like these little tidbits of their home life, but you don't see their home life. So I feel like it's just not a complete relationship story to me. Yeah, that's know. fair. And like Lillian Marshall, you see them. At the bar, at home, you see their ups, their downs, and it's—I just feel like you could have gotten way more out of Jim and Pam than you did. Yeah. Granted, the storytelling was good, and you do root for them, but I just—I wish I could have seen more. That's all. That's fair. Yeah. 
But uh, season two, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh shit, we're just now hitting season two. We gotta <laughs> yeah, speed this motherfucker <laughs> yeah, up. Well, dude. the tangents have been <laughs> have been frequent. To be they fair, have. there's definitely more non B Nine Nine talk thus far than B Nine Nine talk. <laughs> um, but it all kind of wraps in because we we are it does it was, at the end of the day doing a sure episode. Yeah, so. This is indeed a cont- a content a continuation of our tribute to Mike Sure, the absolute legend out here. Yeah, but and it's good because you know we're talking. Th- themes in his writing and all the connections in the writing style all of his shows are very of a voice yeah and that is a voice that sees the oddity in our society but embraces it a bit exactly um season two starts with the return from undercover and we find out that the that captain holt has been dealing with munch who is his first big adversary? Holt gets Wunch? several. Uh, Wunch, I'm sorry. Yeah, Munch. I said Munch. Yeah, because <laughs> anyway, uh, d- he's been dealing with his first major adversary, who he gets a handful of big adversaries throughout this show. I really like how that works. Yeah. Um, and so he's running all these exercises where he's got Terry playing a little kid who's lost his parents, and Terry running and playing an old lady who found a bomb, and like all like he's running drills constantly, yeah. and he won't tell his detectives why. Um, God, right off the bat, chocolate milk into Jimmy Jab games into Halloween two into the mole is an incredible four episode run. I mean, I'm looking at this Jimmy this- Jabs this whole season. Season two is I the beginning of get, the prime. Yeah, I was going to say, you get into the prime a lot faster in Brooklyn Nine-Nine than you did with Parks and Rec. Because Parks and Rec, it was at the end of season two. Right. This is at, at the beginning of season two. And really, even like the end of season one is prime yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I, I would back say... back end of season one. If I was to put a, a stamp on where I think the prime actually begins... I think it's where Jake tells Amy he's got feelings for her as he's going into Uncover. Undercover. I run it back a little sooner than that to full boil. Okay. So yeah, full boil on like full boil the apartment, tactical village, fancy brood gum. All of these episodes fucking. are so fucking funny. Full boil out at like having to be prevented from saying I love you on a first date, essentially. Yeah. And then you figure out that she is full boil for boil. Uh, like that's that stretch of episodes, I think is right up there with any in Brooklyn Nine Nine history. Who was so it? I think that's where the prime begins. Oh, I'm trying to look at it. Season two, trying to find full boil. That's the one, the lady who, the the older lady, right? Yes. Okay. Who's also a why super I, foodie. Yeah. Why can't I think of her name? I am also blanking on the character. It starts with Vicky. V? It's Vicky. Okay. I was going to say, it does start with a V. Yeah. It's Vicky as Charles Best Man. Yeah. So all these episodes at the back end of season one are, I think, right in the top tier. So okay. to me, I think that's where the prime is. But you could say season two and I think that's fine as well. But yeah, the season two stretch, man, it's incredible. Jimmy Jab Games, Unreal, Uspis, so funny. Uspis. Ed Helms is so funny in Uspis. Uh, yeah. Uh, their whole search for Giggle Pig. All yep. those episodes are funny. Um, uh, Pontiac Bandit. You finally get the Pontiac Bandit. with. Oh, uh, you got him in season one, too. Did you? This is the, season two is the return of the Pontiac Bandit. Oh, that's right. But you still you one is get, more, get more Doug Judy. More Doug Judy. Fucking booty, uh, yep. season, booty Judy. Season one, episode 12, is the first time we meet Doug Judy. And then for Such several seasons in a row, uh, Doug Judy proceeds to trick Jake Peralta in various ways. And then he finally goes clean, and then his sister tricks him. And like, there's this, the Judy saga is great. Yeah, I love the Judy saga. You also get Beach House. 
Just such a good episode. So funny. Uh, we can have two separate parties, separate but equal. Forget I said that. <laughs> yeah. It's like immediately like, oh shit. Don't use that <laughs> What's which one's payback? Uh oh, that's the one where he finds out that Terry's pregnant. Yeah, he finds out that Terry's pregnant and he's well, wants not Terry, to pay his well, yeah. But... Terry's wife is pregnant, so he's trying to pay Terry back, and then Charles and Co. get suspicious of why he's suddenly paying Terry back yeah. when he owes all of them money, because again, irresponsible man child. <laughs> Who's the bigger irresponsible? Well, actually, I'm sorry. You, you've only seen a couple episodes of Psych. I was about to ask who's the bigger man child, Sean Spencer or uh, Jake Peralta. But you've, you haven't seen enough Psych. To, it's Sean Spencer. Yeah, Sean Spencer's the bigger man child. Yeah. Because he just grows up less. Like, Jake yeah. Peralta grows up so much through this show. Yeah, Jake is just less irresponsible. I mean, he he has a full-time job. He sticks to his job where Sean Spencer's just like, I'm going to make this random fucking job. Yeah. And I'm yeah, no, you're right. Sean him. Spencer is the bigger man child. All right, Sean Spencer or Andy Dwyer, biggest man child. Andy Dwyer. Yeah, there it is. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Andy Dwyer wins the final man child off. You win. Uh, you get the Perfect. cocaine stuff with the defense rest, how Jake and Sophie break up, that yep. dude doing cocaine in the bathroom. I don't even have a nose, or at least I can't <laughs> feel it. <laughs> Who? Uh, God, what, I can't remember his name. He was also in Hot Rod. Yes, he's also in Hot Rod. He was the guy. Chris the, Parnell. Chris Parnell, that's right. He was the AM radio guy. He has a tattoo of... of he's uh, also Jerry on Rick and Morty. He is Jerry. That's true. He's got the tattoo in Hot Rod. He's got the tattoo of uh, Calvin. <laughs> Calvin and Hobbs. Piss, uh, yeah. Pissing My hers. favorite thing he's, about that, he's, he's, he's like... Peeing I'd on like a to tube. Th- when there's pee crossing in the tip of your yeah. dick hole. <laughs> he's like, I'd like to think that he had sex the night before and a little bit of sediment is stuck in his urethra. <laughs> <laughs> that speech is great uh, so good oh you know what i just found out side tangent sorry um i have i've never seen footloose or dirty dancing i know judge me but the the dance that andy sandberg does in hot rod where he's in his quiet place where he's in the in the yeah in the uh, forest it's the same dance from footloose yes same song didn't know that. Oh yeah, that makes that scene much funnier. Knowing it makes footloose. it yeah. hella funnier. Yeah, because he's that doing scene, the exact same dance. Oh yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah, that knowing I don't even know Footloose well, as in I've I've seen it twice in my life, I think. But yeah. even with those two screenings, it was enough for me to recognize it in Hot Rod and giggle quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get you get Chris Parnell. Windbreaker City is fun because um, yeah. you get you get lovely Nick Kroll, who's always a. A good Nick Kroll cameo. Yeah. There's a funny Nick Kroll cameo for sure. He also had one in Parks and Rec, which is also a good yeah, Nick he Kroll does, cameo. Yeah, he does. Was he uh, in um, Good Place at all? He probably was, and I'm blanking on when, but it's, but I would, I'm going to guess yes without having a clue <laughs> of what he would have appeared as in The Good Place. I would just assume a demon because he's a dick like that, and it just would work. Yeah. It'd just be a very glove and hand thing. Um, was he in the good place? I don't think he was. No, snap. All right, fair enough. No Nick Kroll in the good place. All right. God, um, I need to rewatch that show because it was so fun. Anyway. Um, yeah, so then then you, you get Nick Kroll, Windbreaker City, the Boyle Linetti wedding, where Gina's mom. Where is Charles's dad? Charles's dad. Um, and then uh, Captain Peralta shows up. Yeah, the, uh, so... You know, we'd been hinted at about his daddy issues up to that point, and then we meet Jake's dad, and you figure out more of where the daddy issues came from because he's a jackass who tries to use his son for 
free police work essentially and then bails on him the second that his son solves the problem for him yeah is and he's played by bradley whitford but one key difference is in that moment if jake didn't have captain peralta in his life he probably doesn't then go stand up to his dad at the end of that he probably just you gets mean, used and abused by his dad in that you episode mean captain holt yeah. You said Captain Peralta. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Who's got the daddy issues now, bud? Uh, me. <laughs> now, um, if he doesn't have Captain Holt in his life, though, I don't think he, having uh, experienced the leadership of Holt, I don't think yeah. he goes and confronts his dad the way he does at the he end of that episode. He doesn't grow as much if he doesn't have Captain Holt yeah. or, or his daddy issues. Right. True because story. Because his dad issues are the catalyst for him thinking so highly uh oddly enough um him and amy while showing it in different ways both want captain holt to um be their dad yeah that that (laughs) or they they just want his approval yeah no they're both very desperate for his approval in very different ways for sure yeah um and they both do call him dad (laughs) they both call uh yeah she calls him dad a couple different times he does it a lot a lot and it's uh, funny. It's all funny. Yeah, it's yeah. very good. Dabton. What? <laughs> he goes, Dabton. Oh, yeah. Dabton. Dabton. All right. So favorite, favorite. I don't think we declared an official favorite episode of season one, or if, if we did, then I missed it. Um, I'll go with Full Boil for my out of season one. Well, let me go back to season one. And then we can pick a season two one. And then we can move into we season also three. Didn't ta- while I'm looking that up, we also didn't talk about there's the episode where Amy um, teams up with that other guy. Who is like the, the puzzle guy? Oh, that's coming later. Are you sure? Oh yeah, that, that's Jake and Amy are dating by that point. That's oh, like that's season right. five. That's, that's right. like season five. I actually just watched that like two nights ago. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's coming later. We'll get to that. Oh, I was looking at the the uh the detective majors one. Oh uh, yeah, detective major. That's the guy. Yeah. F- oh my god, there was a show that he was in. That was so funny. Detective Majors, he's about to ask Amy out. That's right. And Jake hasn't spoken up about his feelings yet. And then she rejects him and says that she's done dating cops and he takes it personally. And like, I that's think, the whole uh, thing with the Majors guy. I think they my go favorite... to that speakeasy where you don't order a drink. He pours you something and you like it. Yeah. And then he pours Jake basically a shot of whiskey with an orange soda back. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, my favorite, I think I'm going to go with um, Tactical Village for my season one episode. I respect that. Great episode. Yeah, and um, the guy who plays Captain or Detective Majors, where's the freaking episode? Um, wait, is it? it is? Yeah, okay. So he is played by Garrett Dillahunt, and there's a TV show that he's in that I fucking loved, but oh god, I'm trying to remember what it was because it was super good. He played like the dad of this um family and he was just he was so stupid like his character was just so dumb raising hope oh yeah i never watched raising hope but i've always heard good things yeah it's on hulu currently that's what i've thought about going back to it was only four seasons i think four or five seasons but yeah it was super good um but yeah what was that oh my fucking watch vibrated low battery um so what was what do you think for season two? What would be season two for me? It's got to be Beach House. Uh, I think I'll have to agree on that one. Beach House is fantastic. Party Terry. I got my mini shooters. I got my <laughs> I got my whatever on my headphones. Cheryl Crow on my headphones. That's what yeah. it is. He's like, I got Cheryl Crow on my headphones. So <laughs> there's three. There's three that I can't decide on. It's either 
it's the stretch of Pontiac Bandit Returns, Stakeout, and Beach House. Because Stakeout, you get prime Jake and Boyle. Like, for most of the episode. Yeah, it's, it's a great Jake and Boyle episode. Um, I think I will have to just go with Beach House, though, because I think you're right. It, it's such a great episode. Uh, I do want to give momentary shout-out to, in Season 1, The Bat, because it's the first time that Jake and Amy genuinely flirt. Like, they're flirting with each other the whole time without knowing it. Oh, yeah. The That's part the, where they're, they're sitting on the roof throwing yeah. popcorn to each other. And it's one of the cutest moments in television. It is. Because, like, neither of them know they're into each other yet, but they're both into each other at that moment. Yep. Like, they so know I just wanted to, I forgot, I wanted to mention that in season one. But, yeah, that was. They know it, but they don't know how much yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, well, she figures that that's the first time she's into it. He'd been yeah. into it before. She's into it for the first time in that moment. Yep. Uh, yeah, so a, a beach house for me, but I respect that whole stretch for you. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And season, let me get uh, into season three. Season three. You, oh, season two finale, Johnny oh, yeah. and Dora, their first kiss you mentioned. Yep. Char- Charles and Rosa are on, in the stakeout van. Jake and Amy kiss to keep their cover intact yep. like two different times. Twice. Once in the park and then first in the restaurant and then in the park. Yeah, and uh, oh, their their captain at that time has, has died. Oh yeah, Captain Dozer. Captain Dozer with, with the Dozer, Dozer blast. Dozer blast and the Dozer pads. <laughs> Prime Bill. Hader. I couldn't delete the backgammon, but you're not allowed to play the backgammon. And Rose is like, "Oh, I'm going to play the backgammon." Yeah, Rose is so defiant against so those Dozer defiant pads. So defiant against fuck the Dozer pads. Uh, yep. So that's where that one ends, and then season three, you get a new captain. The New vulture. captain, the fucking vulture takes over. The vulture is a dude. And again, the beginning of this season, what a stretch. New captain, the funeral, Boyle's hunch, the oolong slayer. Like all these episodes are fucking great that start yeah. the season out. Oolong, yeah, oolong slayer. Oolong uh, slayer, in that episode, you have the birthday party for the vulture where he, <laughs> he plays in his own band at his own birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> fucking asshole yeah and, and then, rose is like you got it you booked him to play in his own band at his own birthday party diabolical yeah uh you have uh, the yearly halloween episode so just to recap for people season one the heist was won by jake season two the heist was won by captain holt yep season three amy swoops in and wins the heist she sure do be she sure do be after both so both of them keep accusing her of trying to help the other and yeah. like they both keep talking to her cleavage because they th- both think that that's where the camera would be hidden. And like at one point, Captain Holt yeah. says, the curvature of your bosom would ha- be the perfect place to hide the camera. Yeah. And it's just like such that's, a... The curvature of your bosom is just such a funny phrase. It's another instance of uh, by, someone by a, yelling by at someone's boobs. a gay man, boobs. no less. Yeah. yeah. A gay man yelling at someone's boobs. Yeah. And the first instance in the Sherverse would be... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Kevin yelling, yelling at uh, <laughs> Pam's boobs, Pam's boobs, so, so that she would, <laughs> she would lactate. Oh, oh man. man! Um, I think it, where it, where it all turns for me in their relationship though in season three would be the episode the mattress, where Jake finally he finally kind of gives something up. Yes. Um, which is his old crusty fucking mattress that looks disgusting. They tackle a perp onto a mattress in a dumpster, and <laughs> she she goes, "I think this is like your mattress at home." And he's like, "No way! It's totally oh no! It's the same mattress. Go, oh, I have a, a dumpster mattress." mattress. <laughs> and he caves and gets a new mattress for Amy. Yep. And she caves and tells her parents about him. 
Oh, yeah, and you also get into the woods where they go camping. They get stuck in the hole and they spoon each other in the hole. <laughs> Charles is... I'm sorry, Jake, but this time I only think you're 90% right as his like form of basically yelling yeah. at Jake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's this one? Oh, The Boy- Swedes is amazing. Boyle's Hunch, too, where he meets Genevieve for the first time. Oh, yeah, that's a cute one, weirdly. It is, yeah. They're the weirdest cute couple ever. Yeah. Because like, they are a cute couple, but, man, they're She's also fucking She's way weird. too fucking tall for him, though. Hey, man, nothing wrong with tall ladies and short dudes. Oh, I was created yeah. by a tall lady and a short dude. The only reason I'm six feet tall is my mom's side. My dad's like 5'7". <laughs> uh, Genevieve is played by Mary Lynn Ricecub, who was also in 24. Nice. Fantastic show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the Swedes, you get the uh, the guest pair of what's-his-name-from-workaholics. Oh, yeah. Anders and, Holm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that shit's really good. He and Ro- uh, Jake and Rosa having... I am a sucker for a good Jake and Rosa episode. All oh, the episodes yeah. that have like good moments between them and their friendship yeah. tend to be pretty aces. Like between the Swedes, the one that they're on the TV show set, yep. um, the one where she comes out as bi to her parents and drags that's him along. That's one of my favorite episodes. Uh, that we'll get there, but yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's an elite episode for me too. Yeah. Um, you also have one of my favorite episodes in season three in this season obviously fuck what i just say but it's the yippee kayak episode where they're trapped in the yippee kayak mother department. buckets yeah <laughs> yippee kayak mother buckets <laughs> boy i know that you have the upper hand right now <laughs> but <laughs> yeah uh yeah yet another moment of jake subtly growing up he sacrifices his diehard fantasy yep. to save other people yep uh, because charles can get up in the vent and he can't yeah because he's tiny because Charles is a little there, guy. Wasn't there an, an episode where he There's utilizes like three his different tiny epi- hands? Char- Charles uses his tiny hands a couple times. He gets in vents like three different times yeah. in the show. They utilize Charles's size a handful of times in the series, right. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, you also have hostage situation where uh, Catherine Hahn, who plays his ex-wife, is holding his sperm hostage. <laughs> she shot a hostage! <laughs> she pours one vial down the... <laughs> pours a vial down the yeah. drain. Uh, yeah, she plays. She's she's great. Her character is a little more just straightforward, a bitch in the show, just a mean person across the board. Yep. But yeah, funny no less. Uh, and then yeah, so the season progresses. Oh yeah, you also get Karen Peralta. Karen Peralta, good episode there. Jake finds out that his mother's dating his father again. <laughs> tries to prevent it. She, we find out that Jake's speech actually kind of got through mm-hmm. to his dad, and that's part of the reason they're back together. In fact, uh, House Mouses that's a funny episode. House Mouses, yeah. Uh, they be- <laughs> Adrian, you meet Adrian Pimento in the season, too. Yeah, you do. Fucking Adrian yeah, Pimento. Pimento, he's one of my favorite characters, I think. Uh, Pimento is outstanding. The, yeah. the episode where they're trying, we'll get to it eventually, but the episode where she they uh they have to basically convince uh hawkins that they're dirty yeah. and he's like all right here are the ground rules you can hit me you can blah 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 yeah <laughs> just like let's there's like, the one episode she, where he's like what can i do and he's like damn you got something really messed up you want to do you know what? don't tell me just do it <laughs> in the episode where he does that cocaine in the kitchen <laughs> yeah i can show you how to do cocaine without actually taking up any nuts Nope, got a big one on that one. <laughs> oh, does anyone want to play bongos? <laughs> uh, and then you have Cheddar's episode. Cheddar, Terry Kitties. Oh, yeah. 
paranoia. Fantastic. And then this is where um, you the maximum security episode is where uh, Amy goes into the prison and Jake is like super uh, protective of her. But she does a really fun good job. And it's yeah. also one where they don't have to hide her pregnancy. Yep. She is pregnant IRL in that one. IRL. In the real world. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Uh, Char- Charles being seduced by that woman in prison. She's yeah. like, get your bubble butt over here. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I don't think of Charles as a person with a bubble butt. Who's Genevieve? <laughs> so so Genevieve calls her. Yeah. Calls him. I'm going to be a papa. <laughs> uh, let's see. Bureau. What's this one? That's the one that uh, they they rob oh, right. the FBI. Yeah, the, we're gonna uh, rob the FBI. The Allstate guy. Yeah, the, yeah. We get the, the we get the monotone deep va- deep voice men speaking yeah. to each other, and uh, Jake's like, "There's two of them." <laughs> and at the end of that, we find out that he's dirty. Yeah. And then that leads us to Greg and Larry, big season finale where. They are, in fact, cracking down on a dirty guy in the FBI, but they realize they have to go in hiding because Fig is going to come get them otherwise. Oh, my God. Then it leads to the best part of any season. Season four. The Florida episodes are... Oh, season three. Pick a favorite in season three. Okay. Well, let me go back because computers. Because computers. I'll go... Oh, you know what? I think I did say it, but I forgot what, what I said. What did I fucking say? What did I fucking say, dude? What did I say, man? Um, oh, Yippie Kayak. Yippie Kayak for your favorite? Nice. Yeah. Um, I think I'm either going to go with the 9-8 for the closet fight. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Or the Swedes. Okay. Both, both good the, episodes. Both really tickled I think. I think why I like Yippie Kayak the most is because you get... I, I love... Like, what makes me laugh so much in that episode is how much... Uh, Gina wants to be a part of it. And then she's just... <laughs> it's pretty flamethrower. Yeah. And then you get uh, you get that you know that sweet moment of of Jake pretty much telling Charles he can be do his dream thing of going in there, and then Charles fucking it up by saying you beat your kayak mother buckets, which is such a great fucking line. Oh, I only saw it in an airplane, but I'm pretty sure that's how the line goes. <laughs> yeah, Charles. Charles. Um, yeah, and then and then Coral Palm Coral parts Palms. one, two, and three. Such this. This might be the best ever like destination episode of a sitcom. Oh, for sure, 100%. like in terms of like sitcoms doing a couple episodes from a different location than normal. Coral Palms Part One just nails it. It's so funny. Everything so funny. in here is so funny. If you listen to D Two B Two Sports, my weekly clip of press the second button on there. Press the B button. This one here. Yeah. Derek. Derek. That's my intro on D2B2 Sports every week, and that is from Coral Palms Part 2, in which Jake uh, decides in order to get back at Captain Holt, he steals the manager job from him, more or less, by just lying on his resume. And, and makes him do, like, the child's birthday yeah. parties. <laughs> yeah, as a punishment, makes him do kids' birthday parties, and that's him singing a happy birthday song to a kid named Derek, and it just tickles me every time. Yeah. So the first time I heard that, is you, you played that voice or that uh sound clip for me before i actually watched the show and once i got to that and saw that i laughed harder than i probably should have because it reminded me of you showing it to me nice um but my favorite part in the in the trio of coral palms episodes is the i don't remember what brought it on but it was a little clip of uh him crying in the hot tub and dropping the burrito into the hot tub and he's like 
don't eat the burrito. He like eats the soggy wet burrito. <laughs> So funny. Yeah, Captain Holt's sitting there like, oh, don't eat the burrito. Yeah. And he just picks it out of the hot tub and eats the burrito. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I need to be my uh, squirrel palms. They get arrested with their bucket of bullets in the backseat. <laughs> oh, and then you get Jerry. Yeah. Uh, homophobe Southern cop Jerry. Yeah, which is completely opposite of Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, funny character, though. Yeah, uh, it was great. I like their idea to get out of jail is to get into a fight, and then he's just cheering the fight on, and then Jake Jake realizes, oh, I got something that'll piss him off, he and he just kisses, kisses Holt. Holt. Yeah. yeah. And then so later funny. when he and Amy are about to kiss, he goes, wow, I hope you're a better kisser than Holt. And she goes, wait, do you kiss Holt? <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, I did, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... I mean, the ca- number one and two are just them trying to uh, catch Figgis. Jake, Jake work, starts working on it. Captain Holt reluctantly helps him, or uh, kind of shuts him off at first, and then he starts helping him. And then three, they have to get him back to... Isn't it? Isn't uh, Coral Palms 3 the one where everybody shows up in Florida and they try to get him back to uh, New York for his... Yeah. So, interview or whatever. Uh, also, maybe my favorite guest character is either Pimento or Captain CJ. Oh, I love CJ. So this is where we meet Captain CJ. He's taken over in Holtstead. Yeah. We've, we meet him in Coral Palms Part 2, and he's giving everybody exactly what they want. Terry gets his own yogurt fridge. Rosa gets uh, dividing walls and roof over her cubicle. Yep. Uh, Gina gets an assistant and then Gina's assistant gets an assistant. Uh, and then Amy finally sets everything right and gets everyone to give up those things. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's, uh, what's his name? Ken Marino. Yeah. Such a funny funny. Yeah. Uh, but the character of Captain CJ is so funny. Especially when you get into the, the, uh, Suicide Squad episodes. That shit's hilarious. So funny. Because you have the Vulture and Captain CJ. Yeah. Just the two of the best, most random yeah. characters. Delightful stuff. But we got to cruise through season four here a little oh, faster. We got to get moving a bit. We're, we're halfway through the show. We're, yeah, we're lollygagging. We're not even halfway through the show. We're three-eighths of the way through the show. We're now in season four. Yeah. So, obviously, Coral Palms, all three parts are incredible. A lot of good Captain CJ stuff. Because Captain CJ lasts until... Um, Halfway through season four or so, it's a uh, it's a decent percentage of the ride into season four where they finally get moved back to day shift. Yeah, they're on night shift for a while. I'm trying to figure it out. I think uh, let's see, Captain Latvia. I think they're still on the night shift because he he and Charles go out at night to get the toy for uh, Nikolaj. Yeah, maybe Ni- it's the fugitive two parter. What, what's his son's name? Nikolaj. 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 It's, you're almost there. It's Nikolaj. Nikolaj. You know, it's, it's, no, no, you're not kidding. <laughs> oh, sorry. But yeah, they, they're getting the toy for Nikolaj. Um, that, was, uh, that was good. I like that. Thanks. Yeah, well yeah. done. Um, yeah, Fugitive 1 and 2. That was called Shtick right there, ladies Sh- and gentlemen. Some Shtick. Comedy. And then you have The Audit, which is also a good episode. It's You get to meet Teddy again. And um, Serve and Protect is the episode we were talking about where they're on the another Jake and Rosa, a good Jake and Rosa um moo i can't remember what that one is um is one of the more emotional episodes of the entire show 
Moo Moo is the one oh, that yeah, yeah. Terry. Uh, so first, Jake Terry and Amy gets... give the kids a ride home, and in the process of giving the kids a ride home, one of the Cagney or Lacey throws their favorite blanket out the window. That's right. So Terry goes down the block late at night to try to find his blanket for his daughter, and is approached very aggressively by a police officer who doesn't believe that he's from his neighborhood, and who then only calms down once Terry's able to show him that he's a cop. Yep. Um, Pretty much gets racially basically profiled. gets ra- uh, not even basically gets racially profiled by a dickhead cop who then doubles down and only apologizes because he was a cop, not because he shouldn't have behaved that way. Right. Exactly. And uh, it's a great episode about profiling and stuff. And Terry is trying to get a like not promotion. It's not a full promotion, but like an extra bit of responsibility, like an extra task force he'd sign up for or something to that effect some police jargon or another that he basically gets turned down for at the end. And he asks Holt, do you think it's because I filed a complaint against this guy? And he goes, we'll never know, but probably. And it's a little peek into the system as fucked up as it is. Yeah. I'm trying to find who the guy who played the other, uh, the police officer, He's one of the leads in Dexter. Yes. Yep. I'm trying, I was trying to find his name, but I couldn't find it. But yeah, he's, he's a good actor. I really liked him in Dexter. He was also a cop in Dexter. He was also a cop in Dexter and also kind of a dick bag in Dexter. Also kind of a dick bag in Dexter. You are true. You are too true, dude. Too true. Um, and you have CopCon, which is also a fun episode. Um, CopCon's a ton of fun. CopCon, Boyle super jealous of the robot cop until he figures out that it's a girl. Then he goes, you weren't replacing me, you were replacing Amy. That's the whole episode where they get super drunk and they're retracing their steps to try to find the laptop for his presentation. Yeah. Holt going to him and saying, I want to spice up my presentation. And I'm thinking about adding... Uh, colors. colors. (laughs) I know, I'm debasing myself. (laughs) It's like so... Dry Captain Holt is... Just such a gem of a character. Oh, it's the overmining. It's episode nine in season four is where they finally get because they Captain CJ loses the enormous bag of cocaine. That's and right. And then they help him solve so, it. Hey, did you guys see a bag with a big bag with it's got cocaine in it? <laughs> you got to admit the guy writes killer hooks. Oh yeah, because he calls it. It's not undermining. If you see it's something, say something. Come on and party tonight. And then Jake gets that stuck in his head. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Where were we at? We're at CopCon chasing Amy where Amy leaves because she's got to take the exam. Yep. Yep. Oh, uh, one more shout out on the Captain CJ front. When when he's sitting in the surveillance van and Jake and Holt are undercover oh, and he just won't stop talking. Lord. He's just rambling. Like, he's just oh. rambling about things he's seeing on the street. There was a, suspe- there was a woman with a dog. Should I bl- uh, uh, cough twice if blah, blah, blah. You guys aren't saying something. Blah, 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 blah. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You guys are blowing this. <laughs> yeah, like, God, that's that's probably best the, the best CJ moment I think. It, it's one of the best ones. He's yeah. he, dude on a per minute basis is so funny in this show. Like everything he does is he's got good JPM, good jokes per minute, jokes man. per minute, baby. High JPM, high JPM. Let's <gasps> coin that. Coined. High JPM is ours, motherfuckers. Don't I'm, you think about? I'm gonna make it. a high JPM shirt. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to do it. Do it, dude. Fucking dare you. Hi, JPM. You guys can buy it on my merch store. Our our merch store. Yeah, do it. We We dare you. Yeah. Um, Slaughterhouse. um, So this is the whole stretch. The final three episodes are them trying to get in with Lieutenant Hawkins, who first they idolize, and then at the first episode that they idolize her, they figure out that she's dirty. So then they're trying to get in on her shenanigans. But she, being one step ahead of them, 
frames them for a bank robbery. Jake oh, and Rosa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's right. That's what those final three episodes lead up to is Jake and Rosa get framed for a string of bank robberies. Yep. And and get sent to prison in the series in the season finale. Okay. Favorite episode, season four, go. Favorite episode of season four. If I'm going for the feels, it's Moo Moo. If I'm going for the jokes, it's the overmind oh, because of all the Kevin CJ stuff. You know what we fucking forgot? Night Shift. The Night Shift episode where you get the crossover between Jake Peralta and Jess from New Girl. Is that in that episode? Yes, it is. Nice. Uh, oh, yeah. Jake runs into Jess Day. Yeah, crossover to New Girl there. Um, those two were on Fox together at that point. Yeah. And, yeah, what a weird, funny crossover. Both both parts of the crossover are funny, too. You get some good B99 stuff in the New Girl episode. Yep. You get a couple funny New Girl moments in the B99 episode. It's such a good, yeah, it's such a good crossover. Yeah. But I think I'm going to go Overmining, too, for classic. Uh, is between Overmining. CJ's so funny. Is between Overmining or Coral Palms 1. Um, you know what? For, for difference's sake, I'm going to go Coral Palms 1. Nice. The Coral Palms trio is all incredible to me. <clears throat> Oh, I want to one last shout out to Captain Latvia. All the Charles stuff where he's like, I'm going to seduce her with my musk. And, like, oh, and he walks up to the group of Latvians and he's like, what do the guys from so-and-so say about their crops? I wish our crops were as mighty, as, as great as that of mighty Latvia or whatever. It's and like the worst joke in the laughing. world and they all start yeah. cracking up. It's great. That moment's Charles when he's in full papa mode. I got, I got to put a little mama in my papa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Jake and Rosa go to prison. Prison. Enter season five. Where you have two episodes called The Big House 1 and 2 where they are in prison. To get, not together. Obviously much time. more time with Jake in the male prison than with Rosa. We, we do get Terry and Holt going to visit Rosa in prison. And she gives them a whole absurd list of tasks to do. Yep. To basically until they start treating her normal because they're treating her weird and she wants to send a message to him and that stuff's funny. And then you get uh you get to meet uh I can't remember the name, but the uh the Caleb, his a cannibal roommate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his cellmate is a cannibal yep. in prison, Jake who, figures who out. Plays, who's what's his? Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows, thank you. Okay. Yeah, Tim Meadows with a great uh pair of episodes here. Yeah, we need to breeze through these episodes. Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> the, you have the venue. Or this is all about like Jake and Amy trying to... Oh, yeah, Halloween. We have to talk about Halloween. Halloween. So, oh, yeah, season three... Or, I'm sorry, season four, Gina won the ha- Halloween heist. Season five, they announced that they're opening it up to everybody. Yep. And um, shenanigans ensue. Basically, Jake rigs the heist to plan... A proposal. Oh, it's such a good proposal. It is good. It makes me feel very insecure about my own. Dude, the first time I saw this one, I cried like a baby. It's a good episode. That that proposal got me. Jake proposes with the championship cummerbund that they were, uh, the the cummerbund that they had made for the heist. Jake makes a separate one engraved with a will you marry me, Amy Santiago. Charles walks in and sees the ring and faints. (laughs) Great stuff. And then basically everyone disregards that as a valid heist because Jake cheated. Yeah. Uh, and then after that... The rest of the season, they plan the wedding. Plan the wedding. You get returned to Skyfire where um, where DC Parlov DC Parlov? In. Yeah. And then you get uh, the whole little sketch where Charles is wearing that, that plaster on his face. 
It's such a good thing. They're taking a forensics course, and to get Charles to stop relating to the material so much, they plaster over his mouth right away, but they don't lubricate it first. <laughs> yeah, they don't so have, they have the to vaseline. hide it from the fucking uh, something woo. That, James Woo is the, yeah. the, the bad boy of forensic Scientology or whatever. Yeah. Um, let's see. Game night. Oh, I want to talk about game night. This is my this is my favorite episode of the season. I'll just give it away right now because this is a top two or three favorite episode of the series. Oh yeah, no, it's hundred percent for me too. The, for the season. Um, game night <clears throat> is an episode which Rosa reveals that she's been asked to not join her family for game night anymore because she came out as bi and her mother isn't ready to handle it yet. Yep. And Jake gets the rest of the gang to go over to her house for game for family game night. Yeah. And Captain Holt says some of the most beautiful words a spoke a person has ever spoken when he says I just farted. T- That's what Captain Holt says. He's yep. announces to the room, I just farted. <laughs> <coughs> no, he says he says to Rose at the end, every time that someone comes to the world with their honest with a version of their honest self, the world has made a better place or something to that effect yeah. about her coming out. And it's just chills for me. Um it's a great episode. Uh, it we, hits. It hits hard. Yeah, you should just watch it. Just watch it. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. Oh, safe house when they're trying to. Uh, yep. <laughs> get down, and they're like crawling all over the ground. Yeah. They're trying to figure out Seamus Murphy's plan. So Amy or so Rosa's in a uh, boutique chair, getting her hair done. Yep. And doing the voice that Gina's guiding her through. Oh and yeah. And eventually goes. How do you think I look as a blonde? And the girl cutting her hair goes like a damn Nikki Steel novel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a damn whatever Steel novel. Yeah. J- Nikki, what do you think I look like with a perm? <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's amazing yeah. it's amazing it's great uh and then you get some more sweet sweet doug judy in the negotiation yeah by this point uh the previous season they had gotten doug judy cleared of all of his had gotten his record clear for him for helping them out and in this situation doug judy is being uh held uh, to uh, to rob a bank to save his mom basically and jake and rosa have to help him uh intervene to save doug judy's mom yeah. And they prevent a bank robbery, and the, there's a thing with that negotiator guy who's again, who's a dick, who's really funny. Oh, yeah. Yep. I don't remember his name. Me neither, but that's okay. Um, uh, Neutra Boom. We get Neutra Boom in this season. Boom, boom, Terry. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. What's the box? I can't remember that episode. It, Jake and Holt spend all night trying to get a confession. Oh, okay. That's right. It's an iconic episode. It's, yeah. it's literally just the two of them, and they're just trying to get that dude, the dentist guy, to confess the whole episode. Yep. And then Jake finally figures it out. And like, Jake a cracks it, and then Captain Holt gives him his "Oh damn!" times yeah. three. Oh damn! Oh damn! Oh, oh damn! damn. Oh, oh damn! Yeah, three oh damn. Three oh dams. Um, you get the Puzzle Master. You get Nutriboom. Well, puzzle Master is what you were referencing earlier with uh, Jake being jealous of the guy who's good at puzzles. That's right. They're working the case with so, him. It's her last case before becoming a sergeant because she's you know still who a that detective. guy is? It's, I don't. It's actually Melissa Fumero's husband. <laughs> oh, word? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I like that. Um, that. I thought that was a fun little tidbit. That the is guy, a fun little tidbit. The guy tidbit. that Jake is jealous about is, yeah, is her, real life, her real life husband. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you get some some awesome, uh, oh, God, I can't remember her name. Uh, the, the girl from SNL uh, as, plays his sister. Um, she's very Nassim funny. Nassim Pedrad. Yeah, she is very funny. She is also Allie's sister on New Girl. 
That's right. She is. For like, no, I'm sorry. Different actress. Similar looking actress. Not the same one. She's Allie on New Girl. Not Allie's sister. She is Allie on New Who is Girl. Jess's sister? Oh, Jess's sister was um, the chick who was in Scooby-Doo. Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini. Yep. yep. Um, you get the bachelorette party. Bachelor and bachelorette parties. Bachelor, bachelorette is great. Show me going where they're all nervous because Rosa went into oh, a live yeah, shooter that's situation. A, that's a good episode. Very tense one. High emotions. Big triangle hug between Rosa, Amy, and Gina that is so cute. It makes me sick. Yep. Makes me sick how cute they are. And then you get Jake and Amy. Jake and Amy. Um, this is actually, if you were listening, if you've been a, a, an avid listener of After the Laugh, Laugh Track, you would have heard that we ranked this on our list of top 10 wedding episodes. We both had it in our top 10 weddings and both had it reasonably high in our top 10 weddings, if I recall correctly. It's a good one. It's a darn tootin' good one. Um, that's you know, how season five ends. You know what that leads wedding. into? Uh, leads the honeymoon. The honeymoon's great. But let's, all right, season five favorites. So I, I think I already, I think I literally already said mine because it's game night. But if it's not game night, I think I would, that if I was going outside of game night or Jake and Amy, because those are the two big emotional beats. Yeah. Or Halloween, because the proposal. If I was taking emotion off the table, because those three are all emotional and hit me heavy. Yeah. Two turkeys. Two turkeys? Okay. Two turkeys makes me laugh so much. That's a good one. Fucking Jake's Jake's dad cutting his own finger off. Yep. Uh, my parents brought a turkey for some reason, because that's a perfectly normal thing to do. I oh, think we brought I'll another one go, just in case. I'll have to go safe house. Safe house is good. Safe house is a fantastic episode, because then the, my favorite little thing about that episode is how, how Jake is just uh, getting to know uh, Kevin in that episode and how by the end Kevin's like quoting Nick Cage movies. It's fantastic. Fantastic. All the time spent with Kevin is a delight. Yeah. Oh wow, we're only on season six. Well good thing season eight's really short. That's true. Uh, actually so all three of these seasons are shorter. Are they? Okay. Yeah. Um Honeymoon starts it out. Jake and Amy go on their honeymoon. Captain Holt in despair from not getting the commissioner's job excuse me, which was a big season five thread was him trying to get the commissioner job, by the way. Yeah. Um, doesn't get it and takes up Gina on her referral code, which leads him to be at the same resort as Jake and Amy on their honeymoon. And he basically ruins their honeymoon for a whole episode at being selfish and whiny and stuff. Yep. And, and Amy dresses up like the chick from Die Hard and <laughs> gives a whole speech about not giving a hoot. Yeah. And then as soon as she does that, he pretty much just like, okay, no, we can, we can let him leave. That's fine. I want to, I want to do this. Um, yeah, it's such a good episode. And then you also get Hitchcock and Scully, where you learn about Hitchcock and Scully before, and they were super like buff, attractive, Ricked, men attractive in the 80s. dudes. Yep. Um, the Tattler. That's that, when they go to the high school reunion, and Gina yeah. decides she's going to leave. Yeah, that that's w- one of my favorite episodes, just because I love seeing like the little flashbacks of Jake from high school. DDC, DDC, put the J in the G again. The DDC. <laughs> Make that a fucking audio clip. Um, okay, uh, what is this one? See, some of these episodes, like I, I know them, but I don't know the name of the episodes. Yeah. So as we're going through them, I'm trying to like read the little. The yeah, there's some great stuff here. The crime, the crime scene where Jake promises that woman they're going to find who did oh, yeah. it, and Rose is getting a bunch of different haircuts because her girlfriend at the time is trying new stuff out on her. Um, you get guitars. <laughs> <laughs> Where uh, 
Oh yeah, <laughs> Nikolaj's um, real 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 dad, dad comes along. Dad. Yeah, yeah, biological father comes along. Yeah, uh, therapist where Jake is like avidly against therapists. Um, he has got to help that guy with some case. Fuck, my brain is fried. There's so much going on. Um, ticking clocks is a good one. That's the uh, the hacker one where the guy is trying to he's like on the computer it's um samwise yeah. yeah yeah it's uh so he he gets amy to go to the dentist that day because he's she's seen him before yeah and he's got the whole department looking around for a hacker and he's basically just trying to get holt to delete the evidence database thinking there's a hacker on premise and he got amy sprinting down the street in her dental garb because she's got fomo fear of missing out on work <laughs> fomo fomo very yep. clear reference there throughout. Yeah, there's some there's some really good stuff in season six, but this is definitely where the show starts to lose its edge for me. Yeah, it can, this so final this, three seasons are not as good as the first five. So this show is. It also whole, moved to NBC this season. That should be of note. And at oh. the end of season five, it gets canceled by Fox, picked up by NBC. Didn't know so that. season six, seven, and eight take place on NBC instead of Fox, where it started. Okay, so. Yeah, this the whole show is super good, but I think it, it is kind of like a mountain in a way where you kind of go from episode one up to the peak. I guess I guess it kind of starts off at like a really high part, and then it just kind of not goes downhill, but it's it's very much sliding yeah. in the opposite direction. Yeah, starting like, at season two, there's great there's great stuff in season six. There's great stuff in all three of these last seasons, like but, Cinco de Mayo, where you actually get like yeah, the, the the Cinco de Mayo heist. Yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad. They all think they're doing it to distract Terry from his lieutenant's exam, but he already passed his lieutenant exam and rigged the whole thing so he can win the heist. That's yep. right. Season six heist winner, Terror Bear. Yep. My guy, Terry. Oh, the reason there's a Cinco de Mayo heist is because it was a season that started in January, so they couldn't do a Halloween heist because they weren't uh, airing over Halloween. Uh, that's, that's so that's why they do a Cinco de Mayo heist. And I, uh, IRL, they explained it off on the show in a different way. Um, Kevin also gets involved with the heist for the first time and figured it's like you people are monsters yeah and then by the end he's super into it <laughs> um, Suicide Squad season six finale you mentioned this earlier we yep. get the vulture we get Captain CJ in the cut and then um, we get they get Wunch Wunch all Madeline of their Munch. biggest past enemies you mean we get Madeline Munch <laughs> Madeline Munch your Munch Wunch meat your Munch meat <laughs> Uh, and that takes us right into season seven starting off with manhunter where hang on season six favorites oh fuck you're right um also suicide squad is hilarious but probably not my favorite but it's a strong finale they're basically uh they flip it uh the the police commissioner uh commissioner kelly who's been up against holt all year because holt spoke out against his stop and frisk 2.0 initiative basically and so that's Holt's big enemy throughout the season. So then they get all their other enemies together to take that guy down. I think it has to be a Suicide Squad for me. Favorite episode. Yeah. Because you do get you get you get Captain CJ, you get the Vulture, you get Munch. Um, you know. So what happens at the end of Suicide Squad? Suicide Squad. It's either Suicide Squad for me, or if I'm picking another one, I think I'd go with the the Honey Pot. 
That's a good one, too. Yeah, Funny yeah. pot where Commissioner Kelly's got the most boring-seeming dude in the world trying to seduce Captain Holt, but yeah. it's like... So and he actually <laughs> does, like... And they go the to that... The whole scene about the barrel museum. The barrels, yeah, the barrel museum. And then at the end, Jake's like, I've got other plans with Amy tonight, but uh, I think you'd be proud of me. And they cut to him He's giving the barrel tour to Amy, and yeah. Amy's just so turned on by it. Yeah. Um, but at the end of Suicide Squad, you find out that Captain Holt has been demoted to beat cop that's right captain hulk is the demotion to beat cop for a while um and then that's where you kind of meet uh vanessa bayer in season seven where she is his partner in the manhunt episode it's a five Um, episode stretch she's in and i when she got introduced i was really hoping she was a new series regular i wanted her on the rest of the show i think debbie's so funny she is that's why i think my favorite episode from the season is debbie or one of them, that or Pimimento. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, it's it's hard to pick. Yeah, Pimimento or Debbie are both top tier. De- yeah, Debbie, where she steals a bunch of cocaine. She's doing a bunch of cocaine and <laughs> like beating people up. Yeah. She's wearing a fur coat and she's in love with Jake. It's all it's all very funny stuff. Yep, and you got Jimmy the second Jimmy Jab games. Jimmy Jab. Um, what is it Ding Dong? It's a good one. The Take Back, you get more Doug Judy. Um, Dillman, that's a really funny episode. You get uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Or was it? That's that's the guy he plays in Spider-Man, isn't it? J.K. Simmons is the actor's name. Yeah, Yeah. fuck. But he's... uh, Dillman is a very funny one, yeah. He got fired from the yarn barn. (laughs) (laughs) The best Uh, detective that Captain Holt's ever known. Yeah. Um, let's see Admiral Peralta uh, Ransom yeah there's a lot of good episodes in here there- yeah, season 7 is fun like the last few seasons are all good but is, there is a demonstrable step down some. so mind yeah. you also by this point there's no Gina anymore she's been gone for Gina's- since early season 6 at this point do you want to go with least favorite episode of the whole series because it's definitely the one where Gina comes back Oh, her comeback episode is pretty whack. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, I don't not, like it. Yeah, it's not a great episode. I don't watch it anymore. Like, I don't blame I skip you. over it. Um, yeah, I'd have a hard time picking a least favorite, so I'll just agree with you there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, outside of the Debbie stuff, you get some great Captain Holt stuff as he's working his way back to being captain again after being demoted to beat cop for a while. And uh, this this season ends... Yeah, that makes sense. We're near the end, though. Yeah, we're good. But uh, this season ends with Lights Out. Uh, the entire the the entire city goes into a blackout. Amy goes into labor. Uh, oh, yeah. She she and Jake are having a baby. Baby's kids. Um, this I only bring up because Holt and Terry get stuck in an elevator together, where we find out that this is one of Holt's very few fears that he has as confined spaces. Oh yeah. When they're That's trapped right. in the elevator, so to distract him. Terry teaches them the entire dance from Salt and Pepper. Oh yeah! And then they do that to distract Amy while she's giving birth, <laughs> and it's just amazing. Holt and Terry doing this Salt and Pepper dance together is yeah. just ten out of ten. Just it is. it's just great. truly gold stuff. I do think Debbie though is probably my favorite episode for that I, season. 
I also give it to Debbie because she's such a scene stealer in that show. No, you know what? Just to be different, I'm going to go Pimentos, Mementos. Okay. Pimento. Pimento. Yep. Uh, just because finding he, Jake wants to make Memento references so bad, but everyone only understands what's being referred to when they mention Finding Dory. Yeah, Finding Dory. And it Dory. just pisses him off so much every time. <laughs> the second that someone's like, oh, like Finding Dory. And he goes, yes, exactly like Finding Dory. <laughs> just every time, Jake's just like, ah. Uh, oh. Yeah. So funny. Uh, and then you finally get uh, season eight, which comes out about a year and a half later. So season because seven. COVID. ends in april 2020 yep um right after like right as the the pandemic was hitting right exactly um and then season and then mind you black lives matter becomes more influential yep uh we find out about all the disgusting things that police did to, to innocent floyd. people and george floyd uh, yep. amongst many others and the the sentiment towards police changes pretty drastically in pop culture at that time and I thought Brooklyn Nine-Nine handled all of that very well going into their final season. I agree. Um, they while come into these, the final season. While these may not have been the strongest episodes, I feel like... So I have a very hard time with season eight because I feel like they did handle all of that really well. But I feel like I feel like acknowledging the pandemic kind of threw me out of it. Yeah, I mean, they had to sort of at the same I, time. They, and they, they don't live in it very long, luckily. They, they, there's masks for all of like eight minutes in the first episode, basically. Yeah. They basically do some shtick around the masks, more or less. Uh, Rosa retires from the NYPD to become go into pri- to become a PI to help people who've had altercations with police. Um, the big bad, if you will, of the season is Cox from Scrubs. In fact, oh, that. Yeah. The, um, who plays a dickbag who represents cops in these instances, basically. Um, And just will... And is also obsessed with Billy Joel, which is like a funny (laughs) tangent about his character. Yeah. There's a 10-episode season. Funny stuff in here. The lake house is funny. Oh, the captain... Here's actually my biggest gripe of season eight. It's very much in line with how suddenly in the last season of The Office, they try to make a rift between Jim and Pam. Season oh, yeah. eight having the whole Holt and Kevin de- split. Yeah, it was kind of really felt goofy so for me. out of left field for me. Like it just doesn't fit at all. Like their reunion's adorable, and they have a like a crazy cute kiss in the rain, and like they both agree that they need to try harder. And Captain Holt basically decides to retire from the NYPD to be with his husband, and it's beautiful at the very end of it all. But it felt super forced. Like they just needed another story, so they threw that in there. Yeah, um, but you do get Game of Boils. You do get Game of Boils, which is so good. The truest good boil. Yeah. Charles figures out that he's not biologically a boil, but is able to open the OG mother dough jar that no boil has ever been able to open because it's always been rumored it, only it the called truest dough, boil. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Only the truest boil would be able to open it, and boil gets that sucker open. Yep. And then you get the uh, just the last day part one and two are just super cute and super good. Uh, I think great they did finale. Really well. um, yep. Not in my all time favorite finales, no. but very good. But I, it, it works. Um, it does what it needs to do. Jake reveals that he's planning a heist, or they basically reveal they're doing the heist for the finale, which is like you you hear that and you're like, cool, heist in the finale makes sense. The heists have been a huge part of the B99 lore, and then Jake reveals. 
that he is retiring from the NYPD to raise he and Amy's son together so that she can, because she gets another promotion at work. And so she's the breadwinner. And he gives up the thing we've known about Jake since the beginning is that he loves nothing more than being a detective and cop stuff. And he gives it all up to raise their son. And Hurricane Erickson. (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) Wrong child. Wrong family. Wrong show. Shit. Over oh, three. You just were dead wrong. Oh. I love you anyway, buddy. But dead Fuck. wrong. Fuck. No, um So I was yeah. touched and stunned at that revelation in that finale when they're like, Jake's given up the force to raise their kid. Yeah. Much like Luke gave the force away to right? <laughs> exactly like that. Okay. Different types of force, but both give it up. But he didn't actually do but that. He didn't though. actually give it up. He lied. What a dick. Fucking dick. Oh man. What a dude. This is a lot of talking, man. A lot did of it, talking. Though. We've been jabbering for a long time. Uh, season eight, favorite episode. I know. Like it's probably a game of boils. Ooh, good one. Um, I'll go with the lake house uh, because of Stoned Rosa and her chip tasting with Scully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And all that stuff. Cool. And then she winds up on the road trip and she realizes the, the follies of marijuana, basically. Yeah. That was a good episode. It's a funny episode. <clears throat> and, and the finale, just because it, it is a strong two-part finale. Yeah, yeah. Terry breaks through a wall like the Kool-Aid man to help him out. All right. So I'm going to ask you. I've got a couple follow-up questions now that we've walked through the seasons. Which is your favorite heist? Oh, by the way, season seven heist winner is Rosa. She wins the heist like four different times over. I think my one, my favorite one is the first one. The very first heist? The very first heist. Uh, mine is either the second one or the proposal one. I was gonna say the proposal one, but I feel or the like Gina one because the rollerblading and the and the teeth falling out shit's funny. Yeah, they're all good. They're I, all I good. think the first one was probably my favorite because it kind of kicked off the heists. And after the first one, you're like, "Oh my god, that was really funny. That's great." And then you see that they're doing it again. You're like, "Well, that's fucking great." Too. Yeah. Uh, favorite Doug Judy adventure. Oh fuck! Favorite Doug Judy adventure. I think it would have to be. The one where they go to the hotel with Rosa. <laughs> the bathrobes and stuff? Yeah, yeah, bathrobes. Mine's the cruise ship. I was going to say the cruise ship. The all-ages smush lounge? Yeah. We got songs for smushing, about smushing. I think, you know what, I think I'll go with that one too, because that one you get um, you get some Judy-Amy um, interaction, which you don't really get too often. It's true. And Judy gives Jake some great advice about Amy. Mm-hmm. Yep. In that episode, which is that she's great, but you have to try sometimes, guy. Yeah. Yep. You got to try to take interest in the things that she's interested in, my guy. My and dude. yet again, Jake takes another little step up in his growth throughout the series. Sure does. Favorite character? <sighs> Captain Holt. Respectable choice, Terry for me. Respectable choice, but you're wrong. Terry loves yogurt. It's okay. Terry loves being right. And I'm right. <laughs> and you're right. Um, I'm trying to remember if I had any other specific questions. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of, of one of those. Favorite Gina moment. Ah, uh, yeah. Some character moments. Um, favorite Gina moments. Actually, probably the heist she wins. Okay. Mine is oddly when she's... the it, Not oddly, but it's the episode where she is at wits with terry and she gets like about the heater <laughs> jacenta yeah jacenta the heater um and she's trying to teach terry a lesson 
Um, that's my. She's really just trying to build his confidence because she's all set, she's setting it up for him to win eventually. Yeah, and she just wants him to feel good about the win, so she has to fight him for a while. First. Yep, definitely. That's a great one. Uh, my my other one is when she is, is uh, trying to fit in with normal boring people, so she has her she has a wig on that's in a ponytail, and she's in like a business casual outfit. Oh yeah. She walks up, and she's like Mondays, am I right? And then at the end, she takes the wig off, and they're like, "That wasn't your hair." She's like, "Do you think I'd ever put my hair in a ponytail?" <laughs> also, the uh, the bachelorette party where she's trying to hold in her insults for Amy. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah, and anything with her dance teams, yeah, Dancy oh, Reagan, yeah. etc., all that stuff. Yeah. Um. All right. Favorite Terry moment. Terry moment is, I think it's the vasectomy episode. Vasectomy episode is outstanding. Yeah. Um, Terry eating the cocoa nibs comes to oh, mind right we away. Just saw, I just watched that one last night. Cocoa really nibs. Good. Terry is outstanding. It's fantastic. Um, and Terry, um, the freaking the Skyfire stuff. Everything Terry oh, yeah. Skyfire related Skyfire, is really good too. Yep. He pulls Jake. He pulls the po- the moment where he and Jake are reciting something from the book when they find when he finally gets Jake into reading them. It's good. Nice. All right, those are some good ones for Terry Charles. Oh, uh, classic Charles. I don't know. I, I... Mine are whenever he's heartbroken when he's super sad boy. He's like he's like wearing all black dressed like he's in the matrix and just like eating oh, yeah. fucking hard-boiled oh, no, eggs because food nothing matters anymore i know my favorite charles moments it's it's all the tur- turkey day stuff <laughs> the turkey day stuff's great yeah i should just realize as as both times he's in super protective parent mode so captain latvia and the other child related episode that he has i don't remember which one it was off the top of my head me neither but you as the audience probably will and you can assassinate us on twitter for me being an idiot that's Ass- fine assinate us assinate me assinate me daddy well that's it uh no we got more let's let's work through the rest of the main characters we're going okay. fast here right, we right, did right. charles moments uh rosa rosa is game night Ooh, game night's really good game night's real good um the episode that she destroys her apartment because she was going to move the sack that they all saw where she lived anyway that's a good one 100 percent um Amy. Amy uh, I don't know, but the one that makes me laugh the most is the one the episode where her, Gina, and Terry Oh, I know exactly the moment. It's when it's that episode where her, Gina, and Terry were trying to do a diet together, and then the <laughs> almond gets knocked out of her mouth by Scully. <laughs> it's and she starts yelling at Scully. Um about knocking the almond, and he calls it a cashew, and then she beats the shit out of him before Terry takes her away. Yep, that's really good. Um, I either go with her doing her crazy person dance when she finds out she passed the sergeant's exam. It's yeah. like, oh god, it's coming! And she does this weird like arm flail, like bird flapping dance thing. Yeah. Um, that and fuck, I just had another really good. Oh, and the cabin, the, the two drink Amy, three drink Amy, four oh, drink yeah. Amy, the escalation of how many drinks Amy. Yep. That's good. Amy dance I, pants. Yep. There's a there's another episode where she gets to like six drink Amy or nine drink Amy. Uh, it's the episode they're uh, competing to save the save the bar. They're, right. they're trying That's to right. save Shaw, so they're in the drink off with the fire department. Yep. Uh, great Rob Riggle cameo on that, by the way. Yeah, Rob Riggle's great. Very funny cameo in that episode as a firefighter. I think he's like a perfect guy to play like a comedic firefighter. He definitely is. Yeah. I think we have two left, right? Yeah. Uh, Holt and Jake. Yep. Uh, Go Holt first. Holt first. Um, 
I think it's. I think it has to be the um, everything in the uh, Coral Palms saga for me. Adorable, but you're wrong. It's when he's in full action hero mode to save Cheddar. Adorable, and you're wrong. It has to be the one reason full superhero mode going to save Cheddar. Uh, and then, oh, the other one shout out is. He, he and Kevin talking about their wedding, and he's like, "Yes, but you quipped that the officiant was quite efficient." The yes, officiant. that yeah. was hilarious. Yes, yes, yeah. Whenever they remarked something as hilarious, or whenever Kevin remarked that uh, Raymond is such a stitch. Yeah, I like when they when they shake hands in the precinct, and then he's like, and then he mentions like PDA. <laughs> But Sorry, the same, I do want to point out, I did feel the sexual tension of that handshake through oh, the television. Man. They grabbed they grab each other's dicks for sure. They, they, grabbed, they grabbed hands and shook, and I was like, oh, I feel the sexual tension uh-huh. in the air. Yeah. Um, that and when they're in the safe house, and he's trying to get them, and he's <laughs> like, and bam, Kevin's dead. Oh, my God, Jake. <laughs> oh, Kevin's yeah. dead. I'm devastated. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Where he's like role playing the whole scenario. Yeah, yeah. That just reminds me of the episode of Parks and Rec where it, uh, they all do like all the bachelor party stuff, and then at the end they're trying to console—not console Chris, but trying to like cheer him up a little bit and thank him for doing all of that. And Andy's like goes into this whole story about he's like, "You can marry April, but then I'm not really dead. I come back and I see that you're with April, but, but I see she's you, happy. I see you make her so happy. Yeah, that whole story thing is funny. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Um, it's really good. Oh, and one more every. Every time that Captain Holt refers to not Cheddar as just some common bitch, that's oh, yeah. not Cheddar. That's some, some common, common bitch. bitch. Yeah. Um, and I, I think finally we have to end with uh, Jake. Favorite Jakey. Jake. Um, I mean, it's e- one of them is him giving up his career to raise he and Amy's child, just because as such exemplary husband work on his part. It's just a very cute thing that he does. But if I'm going with things that make me smile the most, it's either Backstreet Boys Cold Open or... The Bat. <laughs> the Bat. At the, the Bat, end. yeah. The Bat. Uh, the Bat's great. Um, yeah. I think it's one of those for me, probably. Off the top of the dome. I'll think of another one here real quick. Yeah, off the top of the dome, I think it's The Bat for me, where he, where he, he like, this whole time he's he's trying to, you know humiliate Amy for wearing the same dress that his date wore back in high school. Well, he makes her wear the dress. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, because she she lost the bat. And then you kind of just, you realize at the end that it's kind of, he's kind of acting like a kid in high school where he's like pulling the girl's hair and shows you like her kind of thing. So I kind of like that. And at the end, they're doing this adorable stuff and... Oh, uh, and you get the glimpses. Jake making a binder about Amy's dad, Ooh, and yeah. then he finds the binder, and then they're uh, fighting about. They're on the phone with Amy, who makes a valid point that it's not really up to either of you. It doesn't matter your opinions about each other. I'm with Jake because I like him, and he's like, "Amy, shut up! I know you're making a really good point about gender equality right now, but I got to go. There's something more important." And he hangs up because he realized it was the daughter. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, that's another favorite moment of mine. Yeah, they're good. They're good. But that's the B99, folks. That is our incoherent rambling about it for about an hour and a half now. If you like what you heard, keep listening and like and follow, subscribe and click five stars. Do those various things the podcasters tell you to do because podcasters 
should be listened to. We're people too, okay? You should do things for us because we feel entitled to you doing them for us. Because we're important, <laughs> damn it. And we need your validation. Yeah. Fat bitches need love too, Craig. We... <laughs> <laughs> that was from Friday, right? That's from Friday, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, check out the other fun shit here at Good Fun Media as well. We got our Marvel Cinematic Universe fandom podcast, Morons of the Multiverse, dropping stuff every Wednesday. D2B2 Sports, dropping sports gambling and weird other nonsense every Friday. The Autosave Podcast. Soon to restart. Soon to restart. Check that motherfucker out. We there's do some, have a lot of our episodes, episodes out up on Spotify at the moment. They're All kind of over older, the place. But that's okay. Check them out. And keep listening to us every Thursday. Uh, we're Eric and I are soon going to do the final phase of our Sure Thing tribute to Mike Sure on The Good Place. And then we're going to start drifting into other sitcom pa- topics after that. Who knows what we're going to pick next after that. There's so many things on our list. <laughs> That burp feels like as good a spot as any. And, uh, you know, you stay classy, motherfuckers. We love you. Bye. See ya. Kids are dicks. <laughs> Kids are dicks. <laughs> and I'm not going to do. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. Where the kids are hers, hers and hers and his, and his three's company, company too. Looking forward to and also dreading the day that I don't get sexually harassed by high schoolers. Touching butts. Touching butts and touching stuffs. Should have seen how Dickie was dressed. But I'm here to have a bunch of meat eaten off of my boobs. <laughs> that ass won't quit. SV2. One of the fathers made a pass at him, which it happens. And would you pass up that education for a little touch touch? Child abduction. Wendy Testballsers. Martha's team will never be short on dick. <laughs> Because they've got gin. Lawn farter. Your fart is accenting it nicely. Yeah. And eating dicks. Hot diggity dongs. When I embarrass him, all four cheeks get red. My horn can pierce the sky. Murder! Climb aboard the murder train! Put my chest in you!